0: Welcome to another episode of Small Talk. Thank you for joining us. Reggie and I were just talking about how we think that this will probably go down as our shortest small talk ever. You know, it's just been one of those days. It's been a long day for us. There's a lot of graduations going on and congratulations to to graduates. and um, so at any rate, uh, thank you for joining us anyway. Thank you for watching, even if it's not live and thank you for downloading. This episode on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, uh, wherever you get us, we appreciate you listening. So, uh, Reggie and I, if you didn't listen to the last episode, you know a good place to go check that out would actually be on YouTube, because on YouTube, uh, I'm posting these episodes and I'm not doing any editing at all. So, out of that podcast. The podcast, uh, if you go to podcast platforms, the last one we did, I cut out the conversation at the beginning we were having about the Minnesota situation, but it's all on YouTube. If you want to go check that out, we um, we heard about the situation in Minnesota um, right before Tuesday, before going live, I watched that video. And Reggie, you, you hadn't even seen the video yet when we were on Tuesday night at 8 o'clock, and I know you watched it afterwards, and... I don't know, man, but I just feel like part of the lack of energy tonight on my part is just watching all this go on. Go on. It, is, it is just disturbing to me. And I'm sure that for people who are older, who have lived through, you know, lived through the 60s, uh, when our country was really on fire, literally, figuratively, they might say, uh, listen, George, uh, we've seen this type of thing before, but I just feel like the whole world's on fire right now. Got this COVID situations and impacting the whole world. You got rioting going on in, in Hong Kong. There, there's just, there's just no shortage of, of brokenness. Let's just say brokenness. We live in a broken world. We know that, but gosh, it just looks terrible, uh, out there right now. And, um, so I'm, I'm very disturbed about the situation that's going on in Minnesota. The The video, there's still video coming out and I, I guess I'm sort of disturbed to some degree at some of the comments that I see on, on Facebook and everyone's heard me sort of rail about that before. If you've paid any attention to, to some degree, I, I think that people need to vent. They, they need to say whatever it is that they need to say. I really... I don't know about you reggie but looking at social media what little i've had time to look at today it seems to be a very united front uh on this uh whether you're like like i look at friends of mine that are cops who are really really ticked off um because well they don't want to be lumped in to a type of uh, uh cop that would perpetrate this type of offense um, you know I, I watch a a friend of mine post uh, very graphically I can't quote him uh, just talking about how th- that move is it's not even that's not even legal putting your knee in the back of someone's neck you know if anything it should have been in the middle of the shoulder blades. I don't know. But what I do know is when we were on here Tuesday night, all we had is that one video and now there's videos out there where you, you see was on the sidewalk. He was on the sidewalk and he was already handcuffed and it's just so avoidable. This whole thing was so avoidable. And I was really hoping that by now, would there be some charges filed? That's what I was hoping. Uh, but there's not as far as I know, I think that could happen any moment. I think probably if I were speculating, I would probably say yeah, they were fired. We know that. And they were probably told don't leave town All right, stay close to home. Cause I think they're going to get picked up here pretty soon. I hope they do. Maybe they're just trying to figure out right now what the charges is going to be and, and what'll stick and what do they think they can do. But, um, Reggie, I told you this morning that I had something to say on here tonight that maybe I thought I would never say, and you really, uh, you really put it to me, man. I, I had to just go ahead and tell you because you weren't going to let up what I wanted to say. And I don't, I don't think it's that big of a deal, but I don't know, maybe, maybe it is. But this morning, when I flipped on, as I do, MSNBC News in the morning, like I did this morning again keep going back to that channel but i saw video footage from the uh, i guess it was, maybe it was a black lives matter a rally or something it was a protest anyway out in los angeles and i saw the black lives matter banner and my thought when i saw that was I better not hear one person say no, 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 no. All lives matter. And for me, I think that's a first. I think that, I think it might be, or at least this time that thought really. And the emotion that went with it was just more salient than ever. Maybe that, maybe that's it. How so? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of you know i've said it on here i'm tired of people making points that are obvious and sure. then acting like they're just scoring points on it right so the obvious point here is that yes all lives matter probably a topic that we'll never even discuss on here would be like abortion and uh i don't know we could we could talk about i'm just trying to think of um Topics where we're we're talking about life, like in death, abortion, uh, death penalty. I mean, I guess we could talk, we could discuss some of that stuff. But life is very, very important to me as a matter of faith, and I don't know. I think if I was a person that didn't have faith, life is still very, very important. I I do believe that all lives matter. There's no question about that. It's just obvious. But in a moment like this. After we all watch a video of a man laying on the ground, it doesn't even matter to me what the color of the cop was. It doesn't, it doesn't make no difference. It doesn't, to me personally, it doesn't matter what his race or ethnicity was. It just so happens in this instance, and today somewhere, maybe a, a white guy got killed by the cops. I don't know. But in this case, here's a black man on the ground and he loses his life, and we all watch it and his life mattered i believe he was a child of god his life mattered and you know what if if people want to take that and say and rally behind the idea that black lives matter then i'm going to be right there with you saying yes they do i'm not going to be trying to soften that up uh, by saying, "Oh no, no, no! All lives matter." I, I don't need to quantify that. I don't need to do any of that. No, I would, I would much prefer just to lock arms with you and say, "Yes, Black Lives Matter." That that does not mean that I'm in total support of the leadership of that movement or or just how that movement's ran. I'm just saying that that message. Is is resonating with me as a middle aged white man uh, more than ever, more than ever, and I I've, I've lost my tolerance right now in this moment for someone to say no 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 that's not the message we need to send we need to send the message that all lives matter. Wow, I'm, I'm over it. Wow, I'm over it. I, I think it would be a really good thing for. I don't know. I, I don't want to say everyone else should be over it, too. Everyone's got their own decision to make. Everyone has their own sensibilities. I mean, if someone says, no, 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 all lives matter, I could be like, yeah, I get it. I know what you're saying. But no, right now, right now watching this, no. We need to say that black lives matter
1: in this, in this country. You don't get no argument from me i'm in the middle of it i mean not really in the middle but i'm in the city where it's happening right i mean like it was over in minneapolis and they went and they tore up the white part of town which for the first time instead of tearing up their own which is i mean there's so many unprecedented things that are happening and, and because the cops have kind of left the streets right now they left the streets It spilled over into saint paul now right and then uh, today the thing that got me and you was on we were on Training. Remember, Jay came home. Yes, and and he called me, and I I knew not to dismiss him. You know, you know, we were prepping for the train. I said, just talk to him. And he said, no, nah, I'll tell you when I get home. And I thought, okay, did he have a bad workout or something? You know, because he been he been pretty like he's he's been avoiding just dealing with it. You know, I remember I told you the other day he had tears inside, but it, it, he he kind of laughed it off. And in the day, it just all spilled out for real. He said he was in the truck. He listened to Kanye West. And then the, the cop who killed him, I won't say allegedly, the cop who killed him, he posted his address and it's not that far away from my house. So on Jake's way home, he was going, he was going to stop by a friend's house, which he know he shouldn't. And I told him to come straight home. But um, it, I guess it took him in the area to where they had barricaded off the streets because protesters were outside of the cop's house. And he said he just was filled with so much rage. And and not that the people been out there, but just at what happened. And, and then, so me being me, you know, we got to, I, I, I listen, I val- validate. and then, But I wanted, because, you know, anger is a secondary emotion. Rage is kind of a third level emotion, it's Just it, it's anger out of control. But anger is a secondary emotion. There's usually something underneath that, right? I was hurt, so I got angry. I was, uh, Frustrated so I got angry, right? It, it's usually a secondary thing and it's healthy It really is a healthy emotion to have when you can keep it under control So I sat there in I process with it and really it's that helplessness Um You feel you feel a sense of loss like he feels a sense of loss Not, not he didn't know that man I thought I might have known him I talked to a friend turns out I didn't but like it, It's just you know that that can happen to you You can say oh that's unfounded Oh, no. Really? I mean, like, how many of these things are going to happen before it sinks in to everybody that, as an African-American male, you are an endangered species? And actually, like Chris Rock said, no, we're not. We, we can't even call ourselves endangered species, because endangered species get protected. We don't. We're, we're, we're seen as being, like, the, the scariest creatures on the face of this earth. Harvard did a study, and they, they showed that uh, uh, African American male is seen to be two to three years older than what he appears. Right? I mean, like, than his actual age. I'm sorry. His appearance is interpreted by people of different races to be two to three years older than what they actually are. Right? Why is that? And, and I can sit there and talk about this all day long, and I, I get sick of it because it's like I don't want people to think I'm, I'm whining and crime But really, I don't give a damn what people think at this point. It's the truth. And then you get to a stage where like you, you, we've been engineered to doubt ourselves. We've been engineered to, to fear the things that should be held sacred and protective. And, and now you wonder why people are, why the uprising is happening, why, why folks are pushing back. Or you say, oh, that shouldn't happen. I don't know, I ain't gonna say it should happen, but I'll tell you this, as the father of a black boy, a young black man, This morning when he left, I don't know if you noticed, I muted myself and I cried because imagine how hopeless, how helpless I feel as a parent, that there's nothing I could say to him that would make him feel better other than to lie to him. There's nothing I could do for him that would in any way make him safer. That's a horrible, horrible, horrible place to be in it is and and i
0: i think i'm feeling it right now as well <clears throat> I, I don't want to i'm not drawing a comparison to to you and jake but uh, it is to a lesser degree but i'm still feeling a little bit um we have rebecca and i have a uh, a nephew that lives in minneapolis he lived with us his senior year a few years ago he came to stay with us and um he's biracial and he he's he's right there in the thick of it as well and I was just texting him last night, making sure he's okay, make sure he's staying at the house, uh, because I don't, I love that kid, man. I don't, I don't want something to happen to him. I don't want him getting caught up in something, for sure. So, um, listen. As much as I love him, that that's that's not he's not my child either, right? (laughs) So, I'd be honest about that. I mean, it it wouldn't be like my son or my daughter uh, out there, and I'm I'm afraid every time that they leave. Um, I will lighten it up for just a second to say, I don't understand that whole, they look older. I have no idea. Cause everyone knows black don't crack. I got, I got friends of mine who they look <laughs> so much younger than what they are, really are. I'm like, I asked what I asked my buddy, John, I said, man, how in the world dude? you haven't changed in like 20 years? He starts to tell me about how, uh, black folks have oils and this and that, but he looks fantastic. I don't, I don't, I really don't understand that. Um, But, but there, there is this, I don't know, man, it, it, there's something psychologically too. I'm always amazed when you look at those videos, Reggie, you and I have talked about this before. Take a very young child and you show them a two dolls, uh, a black one and a white one. And you ask them which one's bad, right? You you could ask that question of like a a four-year-old, right? And so they, they'll point to the black one more often than not. There's
1: there's just, man, it's a very complex thing. It ain't that complex though. It's, it's social engineering. It's not, it's not nature. It's nurture.
0: Yes. Well, I'm going to say, yes, what the complexity of that is the social engineering over generation after generation, after generation, after generation to the point that it becomes, uh, archetypical. It becomes very, um, it it becomes like ingrained to Mm. some degree. That, that's the complexity of it that that's what I'm saying it, yeah. over time over time it's it's not hard to understand but let's say it'd be very hard to unravel yes not hard to understand hard to unravel that that's that's my thought on it I guess because of the generational aspect of it um, I, I was just reading uh Facebook someone made a good point I thought uh, someone on my feed, Kind of one of those Facebook friends that you are not really friends with, but you know,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: who uh, who basically made the point. No, we've been doing this type of thing forever, talking about the looting and that. Saying, well, and he even pointed to the Boston Tea Party. I thought that's a pretty decent point, really. Like some <laughs> people, just yeah, you get to, it, it, this is another thing. Generationally, at some point, people just start tearing stuff up, and we can sit here and say that's wrong or. Right, whatever, and argue that. But the problem with that whole thing is if we go to that conversation, we lose sight of the conversation with George Floyd. Mm-hmm. That's what I don't like about it. And so I don't understand running into liquor stores and Target and taking a bunch of stuff. I would be willing to say that the absolute majority of that by far, Far is just opportunism and 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 foolishness. But it's like I don't even want to get into that conversation because it's not even what we need to be talking about right now. We need to be talking about how does a guy go from trying to pass off a twenty dollar bill that might have been fake or something? This is the last I heard, man. I don't. This story is changing moment by moment. Who knows if that's even true? Trying to pass off a counterfeit bill. He's cuffed, and he's on the sidewalk, and the next thing you know, he's at the back end of an SUV with a cop with his knee in his neck. And Teresa asked me today. Teresa's been on the show before. Teresa said, George, what about all the people standing around watching? Why didn't somebody do something? And I told her what you and I probably talked about yesterday is there, there's this feeling of helplessness that I can imagine those people have because, well, who knows how many bodies we would have right now if people would have jumped in to try to save the man. It might've been other people got shot or, you know, no or
1: killed or what. I, I mean, and and I, I will stress to you, it would depend on the complexion of those who stepped in to physically help but Okay. We see videos and, all the time where white kids, a, 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 a white person about to be arrested and then white folks step in and they'll argue directly with the cops. And there'll be some shoving, maybe. You know what I mean? There's some, some. They'll, they'll do the job to, to distance themselves or get them away. But when you, you, you rarely see videos of that happen with people of color because they already beating the hell out of the, the black man to begin with more times than not. When when the videos come out, right? And so if you if one of them stepped in, all they would do is probably ensure that the person who was originally in custody is gonna die and put your own life on the line. Speculation—you don't know that. Watch videos, man. I mean, seriously, I just—it's not like they are edited videos. I mean, this is the world we live in. And I get I, I, today, I got phone calls from several people who I'm cool with and like folks I like and respect. Um, a lot of my white friends, and they—they—they they, they, they were saying, man, I just want to do something. I just—I want to do something. I'm so enraged, and I just—and like uh, one of them sent me a." a, a direct message and it was speaking to, you know, how grateful she was that her husband had introduced me into their lives and like, we, you know, just how good a person I am and stuff. And and on, when I first get it, I, I, I feel a little ashamed. I know that sounds stupid, but I do, because I'm thinking, I don't want that. But then again, I know they need to do that. And actually on some levels I do want it because how do you not question yourself when this stuff happens as a black man? Right, and not so much my intent or my actions, but just like what is my existence, man? Like what, what, what really, am, am, am I capable of? Barack Obama made it to the White House—that's cool. Is that really within the the the, the wheelhouse of many people, and not so much the White House, but just that level of success? And I'm telling you, I've talked about it before. Whenever you think you you moving in a positive direction. Something comes along to remind you of exactly who you are. Some people are going to do something. It ain't everybody, but I'm tired of qualifying this. If the shoe fit wear it. And if it don't, throw it out your house. But something else to do, if the shoe don't fit, talk to the ones around you who are doing those biased things, who are sitting there making little, little light jokes or quick comments that really degrade or demean somebody of another race. Like I, I, I said this earlier. It's like TSA. If you see something, say something. Right. If, if you want to do something that that would be empowering, stop your friends or your, your associates who engage in this from engaging in it. Right. The the, the whole biased activity. Right. That the people who do send the little tweets out, or like Jake said, some girl posted a, a girl from here posted um, blue lives matter too. Well I, I don't feel sorry for it, but that that poor child got accosted on the internet. I think she had probably 1,400 responses to her by the time it was all said and done, ripping her to shreds. Now, why did she need to say that in that moment? Maybe she felt protective of her father because he's a like, guy. I, I don't know, but far too often, our misery gets discounted or lumped in with everybody else's. What I'm telling you, the misery of the African-American male. And females, too, of the African-American is far more distinctive than any other any other ethnicity that's been on this, in this country. And I know people are going to say, no, it hadn't. We can pair suffering all day long. But I'm telling you, I, that song of We Shall Overcome, we can sing it, but I don't know when it's going to happen. So the thought that comes
0: to my mind, Reggie, is that everybody is – Everyone's going to suffer at some point for for some reason. We all have suffering in life. That's for sure. Um, I think that it's especially pervasive if you're going to suffer because of your outward appearance.
1: Some of you have no control
0: over. Right. So that's, that's the thing is where I just want to say to people, just take a step back because... Yes I get it you're you're suffering because of this reason and that reason and the other reason I get it but sometimes you can dress up right and you can maybe I don't know maybe lessen the chances of your suffering. L- listen I've my name I've I've always said I wonder what it would have like been like to go through life uh with the name um you know John Smith because. With a name like George Schmalstig, I can't I, I can't even begin to tell you how much hell I took on the playground. Some somewhere right now, there might be someone, one of my classmates, saying, Amen. Someone who who would give me a ribbing over my last name. Well, I, I was born with that. I didn't I didn't choose that. The fact of the matter is, and I don't mind saying it at 43 years old, there's people in my classroom that were more popular, uh, who took no ribbing at all. And I'm here to tell you, I'm better looking than they are. I'm smarter than they are. More well-spoken. Go down the list of uh, of 20 domains I would rank higher, but because of my last name I, or my first name, even on the playground, especially Georgia Portia Pudding Pie, I would catch all kinds of hell. Now I'm born with that. But you know what? The truth of the matter is, that doesn't compare to... Um, there's no reason for my parents to be in fear when I walk out of the house with the name George Schmalstig, right? There's really not. Jake walks Mm -hmm. out of the house, (laughs) you know, there's going to be some fear that you have. Right? So we all can take Mm a ribbing for something. We can all experience some form of suffering. And I don't want to I don't want to call playground nonsense suffering, but but you get what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Life is suffering. I can't stand the the useless, syrupy optimism that people have where they they just dress things up like life is good those those damn t-shirts I just want to stick my finger down my throat every time I see one no it is life is suffering the ancient people have always known that and said it it's why people ask the question what is life about what is why do we even why do we even exist because there has to be something that would make this suffering um uh worth it worthwhile there has to be some meaning behind it all we're all going to suffer
1: but i'm telling you but that was
0: that but i'm also a guy that believes that with life being as tough as it is there's no reason to make it tougher and um you know there's there's people right now that i think they're just making things tougher and they don't need to be tougher yeah
1: and again i mean i think about my wife she's down there taking care of her mom right she had to go down to where mom lived because her mama had surgery and the, the siblings are kind of alternating off and she is at her wits end because she's seeing this on the news and she's five and a half hours away she can't leave her mom right but yet her child her baby her only child is here in this city and all she can think about is all the misery all, all the potential harm that could happen to him during and then not during this time but the thing about it is all that did was turn the volume up on her pretty much daily experience right i mean like this, this is a, a common occurrence and then as a parent of a young african-american and i'm gonna quit limiting it to males because it is it's black women too they, they go through some hell, man. I mean, they get uh, they, they they get pitted against us all. Black women get pitted against black men quite a bit. And I mean, I like, got so much layers to that, but as a parent of an African-American, what do you tell your child during this time? Seriously, I mean, I, I'm asking, because I don't know. Like, what do you tell? If, if somebody on here and we got some viewers, put it in the chat, man. What do you tell your child? Cause I don't know. Other than I love you, I got you, right? But even saying I got you, that's false. That that really is false. Cause at the end of the day, I really don't have any real authority or agency to support him. If if something if we had the wrong type of encounter with the wrong type of people. And even if I did keep us safe for a moment, when the fecal matter hits the oscillator, there's a chance that it's gonna spin back on me. What do I do? What do I say to him? So of, of the people that are viewing right now, if you could get in the chat, help your boy out, man. Give, give, give me something. I'm not being flippant. I'm not being lighthearted. I'm like dead serious. Like I'm so tired. I, that's why we're going to have a short show tonight because I'm just emotionally drained. I, I know I keep hearing the door open while I'm sitting in here right now. That's why I keep looking over. Right. And I'm praying it's just him taking the dogs out and not him sneaking because the curiosity has to be there and beyond the curiosity going to be a part of those protests gives them a sense of place of agency it feels like you're doing something but there's talk about the national guard being brought in right right now they're shooting rubber bullets we know eventually soon that's it's going to stop being rubber bullets they've already destroyed enough property and some people have gotten hurt now and, so i'm not going to sleep tonight
0: i don't know man i i I have no idea about the mayor there but i will tell you everything i've seen so far at least his handling of this which i'll be honest i haven't seen a lot i've just seen some of his statements and whatnot it seems to be pretty solid so far i'm hoping and praying he is a solid guy but i i really just don't know
1: he's a young guy he's fighting the fight and i I think at least the, in the interactions I've seen, I mean, I've been around him, because I used to work at a place where he he, he frequented because they were pretty prominent um, nonprofit in, in Minneapolis. Um, I think he's trying. Yeah. Man, and that's all yeah. I can hope.
0: He's a young guy, man. Um, I don't know how young he is, but he looks like a young guy. Yeah.
1: What do you tell your child, 21 years old, if they are not African-American? And I'm not being lighthearted either. I, I mean uh, clarify your question please man and, and so, I don't take offense to that i mean
0: yeah well i reg i'm kind of with you man on the, on your question because um again my nephew i call him nephew son there there's <laughs> my nephew son right there um uh, who's uh a, a person of color as well and he's in minneapolis and man all about the best i could say to him was hey man stay home But there, I do know as well, Reggie, and I mentioned this to you uh, late last night. I said, look, man, it's one of those things where you want him to stay home because you want him to be safe, but if he went out there and engaged and really felt like he was doing something, and he was keeping it on the up and up now. He's not out there jumping in liquor stores and setting stuff on fire and whatever, but just out there peacefully doing his thing and protesting, and then when he got home, I, I would have a sense of pride. You know, once he, I know he's safe. Uh, that's what mm-hmm. I'm like. Uh, all right, good, good. I, I want my son to be a, a a person of consequence. You know, I want him to be someone to contend with. Yes, and this and this is how that happens. You know, not not by just going into a corner of your room and flipping on social media and the television and watching it all go down. Man, there's got to be a way to to fight against this nonsense, but do it in such a way that's effective. Because looting and burning not working. I would tell you, as a white man, the the problem with the looting and burning is that you're going to have white America forgetting about what happened behind that damn SUV, and they're going to be talking about nothing but looting and burning. You, you, you're you just stepping on yourself. It's
1: ridiculous. Stop it. Keep the focus where it needs to be. I, ain't, I have no comment on that. <laughs> I don't but, agree. But I have no comment but on that. But here's the thing:
0: I think that I think that at some point it's almost like people have to do something, and if they they feel like they they don't know what to do, they're just going to do anything. And I think that that's where leadership is important.
1: And you just answered. I mean, I shouldn't say answer your own question, but you just clarified a little deeper. Miss um, Carey, I, I thank you for your answer. And I, and the thing with Miss Carey's point now, I think, is kind of the the the, the silver lining. I do. I think it's, um, the the fact that this has touched, it doesn't matter what color you are, right? I mean, like, to see that, it has touched everybody. It's something we can build on if we want to, like, literally. And it, I know that sounds, maybe Pollyanna Pollyanna-ish or something like that, but, like, I I, I haven't seen a post other than what my, and I didn't see the one my son said about blue lives matter, all lives matter, nothing like that. Everyone that I've seen, even my friends in Mississippi who are like more conservative than some people I know, they are like, that is wrong, right? And if we all can see that it's wrong, we can get behind this together, right? But it's only going to really serve a, a benefit if people can start having real conversations with one another. If they can be open, genuine, vulnerable, and, and and empathic with one another. And and I pray that that it that, that man's death can lead to some of that, at least in a lot of community. Because so then it'll start to heal. For real. I mean, like I don't I don't blame every person for my lot in life. Cause I ain't in that bad a shape.
0: Well, Reggie was making a good point there, and uh he is Gone, just like that. Gotta love technology. Um. Well, listen, this is a this is a gut wrenching thing. I was watching today. Uh, I think at the five on on Fox, and they had uh, Marie Harf was on there, and Marie was a spokesperson under Obama in the State Department, I believe, and she made the point that after this situation occurred. Um, there was all kinds of chiefs of police and, um, and maybe uh, sheriffs uh, across the country that like immediately came out and began talking about uh, what an unfortunate situation this was and how terrible it was. And Marie Harf made the point that that is something that has changed um, just over maybe the last five or ten years with all these situations that we see happening in the media where uh you know Eric uh what was his name Eric Garner right he was one Trayvon all these different people um that now when a situation like this occurs we're actually getting a strong response from the law enforcement uh just denouncing this type of nonsense. So uh Reggie to your point I was just sort of bolstering your point that I think there is a lot of good that can come out of this. I hate to see these types of tragedies have to happen uh, they don't have to happen but gosh if if you want something redeeming and maybe one thing that's happening is
1: more people are getting outraged when they see this nonsense and and, and actually taking action i don't yeah. know what you see on the cameras i mean what was I, I, I can't really watch the news coverage cuz again it's it's just down the street from me i'm not kidding you I ain't gonna tell you my address, but that man's address. <laughs> Thank you, man. But uh that man's address ain't that far from here. It really and truly ain't. You get off on Tenth Street, turn left. It's uh, just a little ways down from there, and we ain't that far from Tenth Street, so it, it's it's right there. And you think, like, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking about Carrie's comment about a coward's way out. They ain't a coward's way out. Be grateful, for real. But the thing is, in in many places the the there's the potential for this to happen that pandemic already set us on tilt you already have folks running around mad because a lot of their liberties have been taken and now you this has happened you, you can only imagine where it's going to go if we don't get it under control and i don't know how to get it under control i don't i'm just i'm threadbare man for real i, I hope i get some sleep tonight i think i'm gonna take the boys keys <laughs> <laughs> at least we got the door locked so i know if you leave out uh I, the dogs will start barking when that thing dings. so i'm gonna jump right back right up and run out there and snatch him back in my house
0: so that <laughs> is one thing i've noticed about your house man when we're on the phone is that dinging that goes off every time the door opens like if yeah. you face you Facetime me the other day from uh I, what i'm guessing was your your front room or something man yeah. i think it was just dinging like
1: crazy so uh, hey it, 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 we supposed to be in a quarantine i'm gonna tell you right now we i social distance and them, his friends ain't allowed to come upstairs but that front door uh, this, this is a it, it's a turnstile to be honest with you and right now more than ever because his friends are afraid and he got friends of both i mean of multiple races and stuff like the young lady who came over to hang out with him um i think she's of um indian descent like middle eastern descent or something like that but they all afraid, they're all terrified they're all afraid for real. That's why the, the one parent and one household decide they're going to barbecue and just invite kids over to just have a safe place to be. Right. Cause that's and, and that's all we can do is just nurture each other right now until the fire goes out. But then on the other side, we, we don't need to stop holding hands. Everybody needs to march and, and, and demand a change. And this is, it's not, uh, uh, Aberration is not um, an anomaly. This happens a lot. Will Smith said it. Racism hadn't gotten worse; it's just getting filmed.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good point. And listen, I, I just want to um, say that the overwhelming majority of white people in this country are absolutely, thoroughly, completely outraged by this nonsense. Um, but regardless of whatever your level of outrage may be, please don't shift the focus away from what happened here with this guy to blue lives or all lives. We know that we already know that. All right. We know it. So there's no reason to just grandstand on that right now. Just go ahead and just stand with your black brothers and sisters and, just in solidarity and say black lives matter i or or whatever version of that makes you comfortable because i will totally respect it. because i'm not even comfortable with that organization i don't already told you that but but that message that uh that belief we we just we need to stand on that right now i think i don't know man this this just takes the wind out of your sails to some degree both of you and i are tired toward the end of our week, but still, man, this is, it's just, it's gut-wrenching. So, and, and here's the thing, man, you know, I've said so much, even on here, I've said that I believe that the church is the hope of the world, but, uh, Reggie, when's the most segregated time of the week? Sunday morning, Sunday morning. Right. So maybe, Maybe you know, get get our uh, you 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 talk about accountability even with your friends and colleagues and that sort of thing. Maybe we we try to bring some order to the chaos and in our own homes around this issue, and then maybe uh, it, within our friend groups, and then you know in our churches and in our communities. Man, there's we just got to stand together, man. It just it's got to get better than this. By and large. By and large, I do think we're we're trending towards things being better, man. But this is just this just difficult, Reggie. Any uh, final words, man, before we log off here on the uh, on this weekend?
1: Um, love love the people that are close to you, and and don't let your outrage be dampened as, as those fires go out. We need to be outraged, not just, definitely for that man's death, definitely for the the just smug, dirty way that he just rolled that man's neck, as if like, like, like he was just kneeling on a piece of concrete. We need to be outraged because of that, but let's be outraged because of that and a lot of other injustices that are taking place against all people and not just idly walk by, right? I I said this before in the Bible, it speaks. I can't remember the passage, I mean, the the, the, the verse, but I know it says what you do to the least of these, my brothers, you do unto me. So even if you think someone's below your station, why would you watch someone mistreat them? Stand up, man. That's
0: all I got. All right, I'm not going to add anything to that. So I appreciate you all watching. Appreciate you listening. And um, just love your family, love your community, love the people around you. Have a good weekend. Until next time, we'll be back next Tuesday, 8 o'clock, live on Facebook. Uh, Hope you'll join us.